So I walk the kids to school daily, and when we get close to the school, there are crossing guards, but they're not adult crossing guards. I don't know if when you were growing up, if there was like actual adults. These are children crossing guards. <laughs> like, like grade six still? Grade seven? Maybe, How old yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't think quite grade seven. They're younger than okay. that. Yeah, wow. there might be grade six. So they're quite, yeah, they're pretty young. And they have very eccentric movements in terms of waving you over. You, sometimes it's just the smallest little circle they make with their hands. Right. It's just like, like almost hidden. There's one guy, he's like maybe the head crossing guard. He's like, hold on, hold on. Come on. Like he does a very a big grandiose show of it. But then most of the kids are kind of just like the smallest possible movement. And it made me think that putting kids in charge of this crossing, it's not making things more efficient it's not even making things necessarily safer, but it is interesting. <laughs> it's funny. Um, and I wonder what would happen if we put kids in different positions of power, <laughs> like the crossing guard. Things wouldn't work as well, but you would get some hilarious versions of that job, which then made me think, wait a sec, the way our planet, our society, our culture is going has not been great. No, um, no. You know, it's hit some speed bumps lately. Yep, yep. So what if we pass the reins to some of these children? What would that mean? It wouldn't be good, but what's going on right now isn't good. <laughs> That's interesting. So basically, we fucked up. From these failing hands, we pass the torch to ye. There's that's the sort of fantasy of um, of all society. It's like the elders pass it to the youngers. Yeah, but but those youngers are talking like the you know when the next generation comes of age. You're saying uh uh-uh, uh, let's skip that, skip it. Let's go directly to the source. We're talking turkey. We're talking turkey. Welcome to the show. We're talking turkey. We're talking turkey. So obviously there's a host of issues with this, but in true talking turkey fashion, we have to consider the possibility of a complete turning of the tables. Of course. Some listeners might remember an episode from the very first season where there was a restaurant fully staffed by toddlers. (laughs) So we have considered this terrain before. We have a history of it. So one of the issues is that things would become less efficient, less effective, less orderly. They wouldn't be able to do the jobs. Now, maybe that's a feature, not a bug. Because efficiency is maybe our problem. Yep, yep. Yeah, we we become obsessed with making a better, faster widget. Maybe that's yeah. the wrong approach. Get some kids in there. Get some kids in there. All right, this is fascinating. Let's get let's get some table stakes down. So you're talking about every position of authority in society. We can start with that. Theoretically is turned over to the children. All right. Yeah. What those theoretically what are some benefits here? We got like a fresh set of eyes. Yep. Uh, it's the energy and the optimism of youth. Yeah. Uh, they're so optimistic. They haven't been ground down yet. Here's an example. My four and six year old have recently, like my four year old in particular loves 
unicorns. She loves uh, babies. She also loves wolverines. Baby. <laughs> what a... <laughs> What a happy basket of fellows. Unicorns, babies, and wolverines. And kitties. Of course. Oh, kittens. Kittens. Yeah. Yeah. But wolverines is really the, the curveball. And when she puts on her wolverine face, I tell you, it's pretty ferocious. <laughs> <laughs> but she recently heard this idea that turning off the lights is good for animals because it's good for the environment. But she's wow. now, she's she's decided it's good for wolverines. So... <laughs> Same thing. When we leave a room and the light's on, she says, turn off the light for the Wolverines. Oh, my God. Yeah. So so optimistic. But she's on it. Yeah. They're on it. They don't allow in shades of gray, which is incredible for getting things done. You know, there's that level of purity. We'll get to the dark side of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shortly. But that purity is so impressive. It's like this plus this equals this. Therefore, there's no ambiguity with that. You know, excessive power usage is bad for the planet. It's bad for the Wolverines. It has to stop. And then they're (laughs) on it. They've got the energy to follow through. They will not let a single light remain on. Exactly. So that's the positive. Now, of course, they've just gotten this information from an adult. Yeah. So Uh, they need thought leaders. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So first flaw in the system. They're not doing any primary research. We know that. No. And yeah. without Shades of Grey, there could be some problems. They could get behind some Lord of the Flies situation. You know, yeah. there's a lot of potential for uh, uncivilized actions and illogical actions. That could be an issue. Now, theoretically, in a Lord of the Flies example, hmm, this is like an ends justifies the means kind of question. It's like... Do the children, Lord of the Flies, behave the way that they do because they've been molded by this right. adult-driven, winner-take-all, aggressive society? There might initially be a Lord of the Fliesing, right? But perhaps in time, as the revolution continues, this might, you know, ebb into something a little more civilized and kid-centered, potentially. Yeah, I mean, if if we assume that kids are naturally good and innocent, which I think we can assume. There, there's the question. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're not. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's, yeah. Do we think that's adult molding? Or or really are they the sort of negative elements of kids, things that they would work out on their own through a natural inclination towards kindness and yeah. goodness? I don't know if it's but, been fully tested. Your interest in handing over the keys to the kids... Is it primarily from that kind of romantic Rousseauian notion that uh, children are inherently good? Or is it more like, what a wacky group of people, let's give them a shot? I kind of think maybe it's the latter. Like, (laughs) if we... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like a curveball. You know, as we're facing down the climate apocalypse situation, we need new ideas. Call up the young ones, you know? (laughs) Let's throw some curveballs in the mix, and maybe it's from the kids. Now, there's a bunch of problems here because, one, is that fair to the kids? They're supposed to have a childhood. Like, they're not supposed to be long-range truckers or, like, uh, lunch counter ladies or plumbers. Like, who's doing the plumbing? Should we not have indoor plumbing? That's what the children might ask. I wonder if, like, slowly but surely they start to eradicate all of these positions Mainly, but not necessarily because they don't want to do them. But yeah, 
But maybe there's insight in that. The fact that they don't want to do them right. suggests that they shouldn't be getting done. Yeah, so would we slowly return to a state of nature if we allowed that? <laughs> and it's all so here's the other thing. It's like you can't put like a four-year-old, like the four and six-year-olds, they're they can do certain things, like snow yeah. clearing, maybe um <laughs> I don't know, gathering, maybe some gardening. Gathering. Yeah, yep, they'd be good yep. at gathering. Crowd control. If you gave one yeah. a megaphone, I bet you they'd be on it. Oh but yeah. I think, in my view, the teenagers really have to factor in large, like, yeah, hugely. Okay. So they're which, included in this, and they are co- like, yeah, which cohort's doing what exactly? So they still need to have a sense of childhood. I think school would be out the window immediately. None of them would stand for it. I mean, that would be the first rule. That would yeah, be the first no school uh, injunction. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're working now. School is done. School's out. Teenagers are an interesting category because I think teenagers, as many problems as they have, they are yeah. very idealistic. and So idealistic. Yeah. They have some capacity for gray area, but they hold strong to what ought to be done. Now, yes. they, can get it, they might get it wrong, but they're yeah. very almost ruthless in their dismay for injustice. Yeah, think of those those British kids gluing their hands to uh, <laughs> to Renaissance right masterpieces and throwing tomato soup cans uh, on the painting for climate change. Like that's uh, that's some bold shit right there. You can't you won't see a thirty five year old doing that. So maybe they are. Would they be the government? Like you get to yeah. a certain age, sixteen. Okay. It's like you become 16. part of the the governing body. You govern. I, that's interesting. Okay. When do you age out? Like, so like, so 16, 16, <laughs> you enter like the civil service and yeah. or the legislature, like whatever, yeah. all the different facets of government, legislative, executive, <laughs> judicial, the 16, 16, you're in. When are you deemed too, uh, I don't know, rigid, too old, too, too unidealistic to, to govern? Yeah. I think that's when I would turn to brain science sometime in the, when uh, the brain stops developing, that's when you lose oh, your, so like mid twenties, yeah. mid twenties. Yeah. Around the time you, you take your first big compromise, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to law school. Right. Got it. <laughs> I guess I'm doing an MBA and I'll just put my avant-garde theater interest to the side. I'll just put my juggling to the side. Yeah, we need to be ruled by the jugglers and the yeah. avant-garde theater the, the juggler nerds. class. Yeah, the juggler <laughs> class. This is fantastic. Yeah, so we've okay. got a, you know, a, what, an eight-year window of governance. Yeah, um, yeah. And teens, you, you age, you're aged out. Yeah, you're aged out as soon as your brain calcifies and you start taking compromises. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really the politician's job typically is to yeah, take compromises is, is to compromise that is the yeah. job of politics but not in this society yeah. done yeah they won't budge they're so idealistic they're so pure now are they going to i guess they can decide what to do with the, the true children like uh you know oh uh, yes they know best um yeah they're like <laughs> what, what are what do our kids need uh certainly they're gonna put them to work I'm thinking along the lines of they'll, they'll have them in some kind of like nurture based capacity. One of these kinds of roles where they're like collecting nuts and seeds from the forest yeah. floor, like that. I feel like it's that kind of a vibe. They'll just send them to the woods, teaching like, each other. 
Yeah, yeah. they'll send them to the woods. And so with that, very so little then, oversight. <laughs> so then is that is that preparation for their for their <laughs> right. governing class? Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine like the seat of the government is in woodlands, wherever the nearest wood the largest woodland is like the, the Senate. There's <laughs> just like roving young children in the forest. Yeah. And then in, in whatever, you know, biome, geographical clearing that makes the most sense, high ground within the forest, that's where the Senate meets. And you kind yeah. of like, once you become of age, like once you hit 16, you walk to that space and you report for duty. I wonder what happens when you age out. What happens to that elder class? Yeah. What are the rest of us doing? The final yeah. 60 years of your life. as For the, ma- for the vast majority <laughs> of your life. So they okay. So they're in the forest. They're in this idyll of the perfect natural childhood. They're interacting with each other. They ascend to government in the clearing of the forest. What are the rest of us doing? What happens when you're aged out? One of the more radical solutions I had was like you know how in the Matrix it's the bodies of humans that are they're using the computing yeah. power to create the Matrix itself. If there's yeah, some yeah. way to just lay down the adults in, <laughs> in some sort of cocoon and extract the the intelligence, like the because the teenagers to rule properly might need like a artificial general intelligence, but this would be a natural general ah. general intelligence. So if we could we could harvest the brains of the adults in you know keep them yeah. alive of course You're definitely alive yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. in a matrix style um right. and that would that's like the Good. wisdom of the elders so the, the children like idolize childhood and youth so much that they they fetalize those who are, those who age, those who age out are restored back to the state of fetus as some kind of right. imagined uh, bliss i do like the idea of of like that yes, this society will be high on vision and passion and purity, yeah. but it will yeah. be low on abstract thought, yeah, compromise, nuance. They need the adult brain, yeah, for these kinds of dry, I don't know, science based, process based, long term decision making. Uh, and you're saying we, they, we, we kind of harness this collective adult brain to like crunch numbers basically yeah. and like make these kinds of decisions. Yeah, and to pr- provide uh, schematics so that- and uh, <laughs> instruction manuals, and you know. <laughs> oh fuck! It's like it's like the kid bringing the device. Like you fix this, this won't work. You like yeah. eh. you troubleshoot for them, give it back to them. Boo! So let's consider a different alternate reality, like. We okay. often consider adults wage slaves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subject to yeah. the requirements of making a living to support their children. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. if we just formalize that? Um, uh, you know, a universal basic intel- let, in, income. Let's not pull our punches. Yeah. Let's just yeah. let's just lay, lay, lay our cards down. This is what this is. You get full freedom until your twenties, then literal slavery. Ah, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> I I do remember I was uh, when I was younger. I remember date I was uh, dating someone, and she she said she was like, you know, society's so fucked up. Why do we have to like squander our youth or or misspend our youth on training, and then we only have money and means when we're like unable to do anything? Right. You know, in our sixties, it's like, oh my god, that's fucking brilliant. But this is exactly what you're proposing. Flip. Let's it. let's flip the script. Yeah. 
Oh, man, yes. Or maybe it's a slow, like you become more of a slave the further you go along, right? Like it's yeah. like you slowly lose it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you slowly lose your freedoms by the time this you're feels, in. This feels like, like the classical, like I feel like this is like Athenian. Like it's right, like... yeah. <laughs> so, okay, the first cohort to age out, let's say like the 25s and ups, uh, they're definitely now, they're limited, they're curtailed in their yeah. power, in their reach in society. They're they're in the outer ring. Geographically, what would this look like? So say there's the forest. Right. <laughs> there's the clearing in the center, then there's the forest. They're moved like a ring out. Was it like like the grassland? <laughs> they're in like the grasslands? The suburbs? They're in the suburbs? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're, <laughs> which makes which make sense. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, they're moved to the periphery. Okay, so what is this class doing, do you think? Yeah, they've got we've got to use those able bodies to do something. I yeah. mean, and, and we need procreation. So maybe they're they're thrust okay. into the job of procreating. That's it. <laughs> imagine, banging. Just banging. Imagine like a like a pimple-faced 16-year-old telling you like, "All right. All right, please report to uh Maple Court in uh Bramley and uh start procreating." <laughs> it's just a bunch of key parties in the suburbs. <laughs> But 25-year-olds like to party the most, theoretically. Yeah. So maybe that makes sense. Maybe that's their natural state. They're like... Partying, okay, yeah. In your 20s, you want to be partying and fucking. Yeah. And so it's like, that's that's what you can do. Yeah, set them loose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they ought okay. to be doing. Okay, are they doing any... Is there any labor for them aside from that? Or is it just uh, is, that? Aside from, like, pregnancy labor? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it seems like a waste of resources not to have them... You know, who's driving the trucks? Um, yeah, I feel like they're doing some heavy lifting. Are they the police or are there no police oh. in this society? Mm. Are they... Well, what would the teenagers say? No yeah. cops. I mean, no cops. Definitely no cops. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, but that... pig. <laughs> yeah. But then who's... Bacon yeah. ham. It's a tricky situation. It's all just empathy rules the day, like right-brained. Yeah. Yeah, you it's, just it's require... It's on... empathy. Yeah. Yeah. And they, this is, listen, problem solving, like conflict resolution, that's all been worked out in the forest. Right. Like they found a way. I mean, it might, we don't even want to know. It might be dark. Right. There might be yeah. a dark side to it. <laughs> like yeah. there might be summary executions from time to time. We don't know. We don't want to know, frankly. Yeah. And that's not our business. And it might take, as adults, we can't really. We can't even understand it. That's the logic of this society. It's like, no, no. Anything you have to say from the left brain doesn't matter. You're too removed. The concrete brain can't weigh in on this. Once it's calcified, <laughs> you can't even conceptualize what they're up to. And it probably takes several generations of teenagers going through before they come up with these solutions. Like, they're not yeah, going to yeah, come up with yeah. it right away. No, come on. They're fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So the 20-year-olds have been kicked out of society. Okay, we've got the forest-dwelling toddlers. Yeah. Uh, raising themselves in this uh, beautiful, sublime state of nature. Then we've got the seat of government right in the middle. They're like the ripe fruit of this. Yeah. The best of the best. They've had these like creative childhoods, these free childhoods. Now they're in the position to make rules about society. They understand this better. Yeah. Creative. Once you hit 25, you're out. You're moved out of the forest. See ya. You're, you're gone. But you get to bang. Constantly. Exactly. Constantly. So that's almost incentive to leave. You're like, yeah. all right, all right. These are the sex years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, what's that window? 25 to 35? 
Or is yeah. it even shorter than that? If we have them starting at 25, there's no need to get into the 30s, I feel like. But yeah, uh, yeah. Like yeah. they immediately have to begin in, in sort of part of their fertile prime. Right, so right. They need to raise the children, like they need to be a food sort, like they need to breastfeed, they need to okay, so care for point, the babies. Yeah, they need to be they, parents. When do when do babies get sent back into the forest? When they can toddle, they can start <laughs> toddling. They choose to. <laughs> like a toddler a toddler comes here to the clipboard and it's like checks the baby's toddling ability. It's like you gotta go. It's time. So, yeah, maybe that's what the youngest do. They're almost the front line of a cult. You know, they come yeah. they come through door to door and they spend some time priming the babies to one day leave and toddle their way into the forest commune. Now, some of these suburban 25-year-olds, they're going to have a hard time with this. They don't want that baby to go. Although maybe they've been raised. They, they're products of the system and they get it. Yeah. Maybe if, they like it. If the system was good enough for them, Wouldn't it be good enough for their child? They're like, this is the way. I mean, we send our children to school, like daycares and schools, which is kind of insane. Shockingly young. Yeah, it is. It is kind of insane. Yeah. Interesting. Would it be that big of a, it's like an outdoor school that you're saying. It's an outdoor school. It's basically like a camp. Most camps are run by teenagers. That's true. That's true. It's camp all the time. It's summer camp. Are those those toddlers coming home at night or are they Mm. staying there full time? Because I feel like they can't be overly influenced by people whose brains are actively calcifying. Yeah, you know? it's true. They we need gotta... to be steeped in the madness of childhood. Yeah, I mean that might not even be for us to decide. That's okay. A, that's a teenage yeah. sort of. That's a teenage. That's a teenage decision. <laughs> Leave that to the teens. Now, if I were a ma- right. what would a teenager think? I mean, it might be a case to case basis. You know, some yeah. kids might really take to it. They they just sleep in a pile of leaves or something and then they're happy in a small cluster of other toddlers but some might want to return home a dog pile that and that is very teen to do i think as adults we want like blanket uh complete solutions you know like we want like this this is this but teens are like yeah. no it doesn't work that way this kid wants to be in the dog pile this kid wants to go home kids going home we'll see them tomorrow fine go on yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no one's giving them a ride though I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah. You can go. We got to walk home. Yeah. Toddle home. Toddle. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's it. Like that journey might be more difficult before they really learn to walk as, as far. So they might have some harrowing nights out there because they're like, it's just too far to get home. This is more cultish all the time. It's like, you're free to leave whenever you like, but not really. Okay. So what about those, the, the 20 year olds, they procreated. Yeah. They've, they've partied. They've had a good time. Now what happens to them? Where do they move next? It's tough. We've got a huge lump of adult bodies we got to deal with in this society. Like, where are yeah. they going? I, I don't where are know. They going? If you're a kid, put yourself in the mind of like your kids looking at you and what you think that they want you to do with your life, what you should be doing. Hmm. I feel like my kid would be like, uh, you need to be exercising way more often. <laughs> uh, you need more fresh air. Like, I feel like you're now doing the labor of society, really. The agriculture. Okay. Clearing roads, building roads, maybe. I don't know. Like farming? Brute, yeah. Like br- maybe brute, just farming. La- yeah. Brute labor, like whatever. Moving moving rocks, whatever's required. Farming. Yeah, yeah. they're going to need food. They're going to need... Growing food. But yeah. they don't want infrastructure the same way, but they're going to need something. No, they don't yeah. want infrastructure. They want... But they'll need paths. Yeah, they'll, they'll need trails. Yeah. <laughs> they'll need trails. 
Maybe you know, they might be yeah. trails. Not in the forest, but outside of the forest. Okay, so farming. That's what happens. The, you, you become a producer. So yeah. you go from a, a free toddling, right brain, madness artist type toddler yeah. into a slightly more elevated form of that in the seat yeah. of government in the clearing in the forest. Then you're exiled to the suburbs, yeah. <laughs> to the hinterlands where you're procreating. For, for orgy time. For orgy time. Then when you age out of that, it's labor time. You're, right. you're, on, you're on the farm. Yeah. Move to the farm. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay. a, a type of slavery, I guess. Yeah. You have no say in what you're doing anymore. You've already done your work for society. Yeah. Okay. You've already yeah, contributed. So yeah. now it's like a, a working retirement. It's for a the, working retirement. For what? Yeah. 50, 50 years? 50 years. I wonder if there's like, maybe that labor is like phased out. So it's like you're doing heavy agricultural right. labor for the first 10 years. Okay. That makes then you sense. start getting, you start getting a little more brittle, a little yeah. more sore. Sure. You move into some kind of administrative capacity, maybe? Right. What would they need? <laughs> well, like, someone's got to be, like, thinking about the yields of the crops and the logistics of getting food into the forest and keeping the whole thing chugging along. Getting food to the procreators. That they, yeah. All that sex is making them hungry. So they become more of a brain trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In your 40s. Like a, like, like a guiding council, like a steering committee. Right, like uh, an, an elder committee. An elder committee. And they have to go, they have to go into the forest clearing with, with their proposal. Right, right? yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're a branch. Yeah, they're kind of like a branch of the government, but they have no real powers. They're like a bureaucracy, I guess. They serve at the discretion of the okay. executive, which yeah. is in the clearing of the forest. Yeah. So 40 to 60, you become 40 bureauc- to 60. Yeah. yeah. Bureaucracy. You're, you're a bureaucrat. You're a public servant. You've got wisdom. You're a public servant. And this is the time when you're at your most wise. You're still relatively capable. You've got a lot to contribute. You've got energy. Yeah. Let's put, let's put that to use. The kids say you're, you're also the keepers of tradition. Ah, interesting. If someone wants to know what was Christmas like, you pass that <laughs> along. Um, this is how it used to be because things are going to be changing wildly with oh, this government. So you need day. some. You need people to track. Yeah, a group to track historians, institutional knowledge. Yeah. Yes, yes, it can't be lost. Yes, yeah, schematics. Yeah, folk songs. Yeah, um, yep, nursery rhymes. Right. These uh, things have to be retained and passed on. Algorithms. Just yeah. for, you know, maybe you won't need them again, but it's like, can we get an algorithm? The, the they teenagers need it. The, the teens outlawed them almost instantly, but yeah. the, you know, teens, you know, teens on their phones, <laughs> they're, they're going to want them back pretty soon. Uh, and you know that the elder committee will have them if they're needed. <laughs> This is interesting. So we clearly need the 40 to 60 to be this like public servant class, these keepers of knowledge. Yeah. But I'm already foreseeing a power struggle happening. Right. Yeah. Where the where the the public servants, the keepers of knowledge begin to like withhold certain pieces of knowledge. Right. Begin to maybe not entirely execute on some of the mad whimsies right. uh, that are coming from the forest. What happens then? How can the kids keep them in line? Right. So you're saying we need cops of some sort. <laughs> so maybe that's a window 
maybe somewhere in that, you know, certain group become farmers, but the strongest of the young adults in their 20s, late 20s, like maybe it's not just orgies, it's also policing. It's also policing. (laughs) Yeah. It's like fucking and fighting. Yeah. They're fucking and fighting. They're making little ones and they're fighting off the elders. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense because they're still closer. For a second, I thought, you know, sometimes in the family, a grandparent can fill the role of intermediary between like the parent and the child. Yes. And we still need a role for them. We still need a role for them. Exactly. I mean, maybe there's something there. But I think, you know, more accurately, this 20 year old class, they're closer still to the teens. Right. Their hearts yeah. are aligned. Yeah. They're ready to like break some skulls. They, they, they can no longer have the ideas, but they still believe in the ideas fervently. They're the guardian class. And the musculature is there. Oh, yeah. They're the most yeah, yeah. muscular. So they're the muscle. So they are to conserve the tentative order. Yeah. But with no decision power. They've been removed from their decision power. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. They they keep the civil servants serving s- civility. And they'll be armed. Like, when you get out of the forest, you're given arms. You're, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know, yeah. actually. Yeah. I have, I imagine guns would be one of the early things that the teenagers remove. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They get rid of them right away. But again, I feel like maybe they come back. <laughs> <laughs> they keep a few around. You get an AK-47. When you become yeah. 25. The very openness of the teenagers, like the, the pure-hearted openness, leaves them incredibly vulnerable. Like they have wonderful ideas, but then they can be fickle, right? They can like, right. they can turn on a dime. So do so is that where the elders come in as a they're not the uh, brain trust bureaucrats. Yeah, elders yeah. are apparently Sober wise. second thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the Canadian Senate, a chamber of sober second thought. Yeah. For the, for the for the drunken rabble that is the House of Commons. So are they simply askers of questions? You know, the question uh, the question makers. Yeah. The question keepers. The question keepers. And there's like a daily or a weekly or even a monthly session. Yeah. Where the que- the question keepers come. I'm just asking questions. I just have some <laughs> questions. If you never ate any vegetables, how do you think you'd feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't feel too good, would it, buddy? <laughs> Remember that time you got the tummy ache from having the cotton candy? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> the question keepers have then become like sorcery figures. <laughs> like the children whisper and like watch out for their trickery. Like they know they have yeah. to be listened to to a certain extent, but they also know that they're, you know, devious. Yeah, and they can oversee the bureaucrats, too, asking questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we noticed that you've uh, shifted from wheat to corn here. I mean, what's the hmm. what's the thinking there? Yeah, yeah, we just, we've got a few questions. Because um, we decided that um, we're not eating any grains anymore at all. We just decided that. So what's going on? And the teenagers are on our side, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what happens to the grandparents? I think the grandparents are the question keepers. Or the question. Oh, they're the they're yeah. The, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the 60 plus are the question keepers. Yeah, 60 okay. to 80 is question keepers. I mean, you could say 60 to 70 and 70 to 80 is uh, another mode, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I like that. That makes sense. They're the question keepers. They're out of the game a little bit. You know, they mm-hmm. don't have stake like the 
teenagers do. Yeah. They certainly don't have steak like the 20 year olds do. They yeah. don't have steak like the 40 year old. The 40 year olds and 60 year olds are they're the trickiest. Like they yes. want the most, they're the, in a sense, the most aggressive for power. Yeah. And they're the, the most want to overstep. They're like, I want to be fucking again or I want to be right, back in yeah. the forest. They can't get back there. Their nostalgic is killing them. Yeah. They can't get back. And so they're angry about that. They're constantly stewing this yeah. group of people. So the, the seniors are really important because they need to keep them chilled the fuck out. Well-placed questions. They've got to be a go-between. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now remember, you had a wonderful childhood. Yes, now wonder, exactly. Now remember what you did at 18. Now remember, you had your turn. Let's be grateful. Let's have gratitude. Mm-hmm. Don't begrudge them. It's their turn now. Now, if you have a question you'd like me to raise, I will raise it for you. Because <laughs> the bureaucrats can't speak directly to counsel. The yes, children counsel. That, that was a mandatory rule because they were too tricky. They were too grasping. Yeah. They would come all the time with subterfuge that confused and confounded the teenagers. Too the much teenagers data. prevented any conversation at all. There was way too much data coming out. <laughs> so now, okay, so the, the seniors are the go-between between, between the public yeah. servants and the executive. I like that's it. interesting. Yeah. I like it too. Yeah, of course, there's all this important work now about like indigenizing things and like trying to make uh, sure. good on truth and reconciliation. And uh, Lisa sat in on a session that her job put on, and they were talking about like how an an indigenous community model is like a kind of reverse of Western communities, mm-hmm. and it's like not entirely dissimilar. I think uh, I can't. I'm going to get it wrong, so I don't want to fully represent it. But it basically, like. The children were, like, visually, the children were in the very center. Right. And then a ring around them were the elders. Right. They were the, the children. The, exactly. The children were the most valuable mm-hmm. piece of the society. Like, they were everything. Yeah. And then this ring of elders was vital because it was, like, protection, but it was also mm-hmm. wisdom and care and its community. And that's the connection. And then the people, you know, like the fucking loose cannons and their... Tw- I, th- th- I, this wasn't brought up, but I can only... You know, I'm extrapolating yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. The loose cannons in like their 20s, 30s, and 40s, they're on the outside. They're, they're fucking, they're fighting, they're planting, they're doing all those things. Mm-hmm. But this is really the energy here. And I think it's interesting how we kind of organically got to this. Yeah. It's interesting to think of a society structured around age groups rather than yeah, democratic right. principles that are mm-hmm. sort of remove age. Maybe that shouldn't happen. Maybe we should hew more closely to age organized based on age group but yeah you know our model is not the indigenous model but i do see a lot of similarities there yeah yeah it's a human tragedy in it that you know we are like so pure of heart and pure of thought and intention and then that just gets kind of like chipped away year by year right yeah but there is something that comes with that you trade that for the ability to think abstractly and Mm -hmm. and I mean, you can probably problem solve better. You could function better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of creative lifeblood that is so vital is is kind of, uh, it's gone. You put the kids in charge. Yeah, it's back. You know, it's back, baby. See, I guess I always thought of the, yeah, I think of the indigenous model of more that elders have more say than what we, we've given. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we want to give everything to the kids. But I don't know if it works because then, yeah, what are you working for if, you know, in, in those middle years, if it's just a slow loss of power and influence? 
there has to be another peak of influence in the elders. And that's what the indigenous model seems to yeah, nail yeah, yeah. is, is yeah. this privileged role for the grandparents mm-hmm. in society. Yeah. Whereas if, yeah, it's just a slow decline, then you get rebellious and then you get yeah. insurrections of middle-aged fuckers trying to take over the forest. Just like, like balding fucking <laughs> paunch-laden middle-aged people making a charge on the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My knee! Oh, Christ. <laughs> the, the humiliation. <laughs> yeah, running into a wall of 25-year-olds that are just in their prime fighting. Stay fucking. down, pops. Fucking stay down, pops, bitch. I changed your diapers. <laughs> yeah, you did. Change them again. Boo. It does raise the question, the point towards the indigenous model is like, is there, like, we're having fun with this, but is there actually any new ideas for governance, really? Yeah. We're kind of stuck in certain boxes, right? We're out like, of ideas. Yeah, yeah. We need ideas. We yeah. need a new model. It increasingly feels like we should be turning to alternate ways of viewing how communities work and our relationship with the planet, you know, of which there are, like, globally several treasure troves of indigenous ways of doing things if we yeah. could start tuning into that maybe yeah so the new way is these old ways but they're just Mm -hmm. so different yeah it seems like you have to have one generation that's willing to give up a certain amount of yeah um, the status quo or like one one cohort to give up the yeah the creature comforts are keeping us you know fat and giggly we don't want to give them up but here's the thing it's like um it's like with anything like you quit i don't know you this, this is I'm not to trivialize this, but like you, you, when you give something up, like you quit something, yeah, or you start something new, all you see is the hardship, mm-hmm. but you don't realize when you're in another mode, the things that you cared about don't even matter anymore. It's like you ascend to a higher consciousness, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't even miss that. I don't even need it's that. True. I don't even care about that. Like we're so clingy as people, clinging to our shit. Yeah, like if we were to all quit phones immediately, you know, there's a dumb phone revolution. We were remove I, all smartphones. Man, that yes, sign me up. We would lose access to a lot of content. We would still have connectivity. You could call someone. Uh, yeah. So the basics. Hey, Gerald. You know, maybe we keep Google Maps. Yeah, this is where I get slip. This is where I get slippery. Like, you know, I really love the ability to uh, pay my pay a bill on my phone. I know it's, very it's great. Handy. It's great. I, the, the the music is pretty. I like the Spotify. Yeah, it'd be tough to put get on up. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, when that first happened, people would focus on you know losing their Spotify or losing whatever. However, yeah. there would be a lot gained in terms of idle time that would be filled with something other than looking at her phone. It's actually crazy how much it's changed our behavior in the however long, you know, yeah. what has it been, 10, 15 years of smartphone yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. adoption? It's crazy so. yeah. the, how mm-hmm. radical that revolution has been. Everything has changed. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's posture, what they, uh-huh. reflexes, behaviors, interests, like that yeah. one bit of technology. And yeah. this happens at different eras where there's like, you know, electricity probably changed a shitload. You yeah. Know? But printing press yeah 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 but it's just it's remarkable to see it in in the everyday if you take like a a step back from it to see how drastic these changes have been Mm. 
which mm-hmm. I guess shows that change is possible with the right lever. Yeah. 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 You just have to find one that's sticky enough that serves our inherent brain chemistry, certain yeah. needs and desires. And you can change maybe a different way. I just don't know. Yeah. Does it ever go away? The dumb phone revolution is probably never coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are we inherently selfish? Or is that that's dumbing it down, maybe? But yeah. what are our ultimate motives here? Is this ego driven? Like every now and then you hear people say, like, we don't hate other people, we're obsessed with other people. It's just like, you know, currently, you know, the structures that we're functioning and the fucking algorithms are like channeling that in unproductive ways, mm-hmm. you know? So let's look back to the 60s when they really did try alternate ways of living. Like they mm-hmm. tried communes, they invariably ended terribly. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there's got to be exceptions. I'm sure there are. I tend to look at that. I mean, I think anyone who, who came of age in the, like the post-punk, definitely post-60s, like maybe in the Gen X and beyond molds, looks at that with a certain amount of suspicion and skepticism, right? Any kind of like hippie <laughs> innovation or sure. any kind of like commune, that sort of level of utopian thinking. We can't not see the cult, yeah, right, when, when those are raised. And there's always, the cult leader's always trying to bang many people. Like that's oh, what it ends always. up. Like, always, yeah. Like that's just- God damn it, man. Just becomes serving one individual's base primal desires. Maybe maybe that's what the teens do. Maybe they maybe they ban fucking. Right until (laughs) until it's time. Until it's time. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Enough. Too many decisions have been made. Too much pain and suffering happens because of fucking sex drives libido. The counterpoint is: Could you ever imagine a world where teens banned fucking? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're the biggest fans yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like foam like foam dick and vagina helmets on fucking 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 yeah the the idea that they would on their own like the yeah. elders would advise it they've got <laughs> questions they're questioning so uh, if this is a familiar question uh, this has come up our last few <laughs> sessions uh we're wondering about a ban on fucking. <laughs> Get pelted with like acorns and <laughs> forest debris. Chased out of the forest. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> I could start again But that's only wishing You told me to take my time But I never listened Stay out of my way 
much you can say You know I was getting by Before you found me Feels like this house of cards Is falling around me Listen.